Hi everyone, it's very exciting. Run the Jewels 4 is out. This is the album review for Run the Jewels RTJ4. Let's do it. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. This is a little sneak episode of the Headspace podcast. Why? Because Run the Jewels sneak released the darned album. And now I gotta come through and review RTJ4. Why? We'll get into that in a second. But first, a little bit of a self-promo. Um, well, this is the Headspace podcast. We break down the hip-hop albums track by track. You're gonna get an in-depth look today and right now at the first five tracks because it came out i don't have enough time to review the whole thing but i can tell you this album slaps hard so yo i'm i'm just stoked i'm in i'm real excited to go through it i've listened to the first half of the album like five times and the rest of the album once so i w- i'm just real stoked um and before we get into that though i do make music myself trying to get on that grind you can follow me on spotify you can check out what i do i have a music video i just put out on this channel all that links in description whatnot otherwise if you like what we do here with these album reviews and you think this is dope and it's better than a 14 minute summary which is half a reaction and they don't really say a lot of thoughts then you can hit that patreon link down below and do some love like that on that note we finna get into rtj4 run the jewels real soon um basically i like to start off the the show talking a little bit about why i choose to pick these albums because when i started doing it i didn't explain it and then i kept getting asked so you know the customer service dude to me goes let's mitigate the response the questions in advance you know you know how it goes if you don't we can chat about it um always feel free to leave a comment i haven't been saying that as much recently and i really should because i do love the discussions i think i learn more in the comments after i do a review than i ever do when i talk about the review in the first place but i love run the jewels um we just i discovered them maybe not long before rtj3 came out it was uh blockbuster night part two just banged out is one of my favorite tracks of all time like if i if i was on an island and i had to pick tracks and whatever there's a good chance that i wouldn't pick it but it would make the short list that's how much i fucking love blockbuster night part two um but anyway we end up reviewing rtj3 when it drops and it's within the first 10 episodes ever put out of anything on this channel so the review's trash uh don't i don't even remember what i said i uh i can tell you i've gone back to rtj3 and of the ones i've listened to it might be my least favorite it's not that it's a bad album but i'll get into what i love about rtj2 and 4 that i felt like was a little not exactly the same on 3 um if you guys care or not either way it's the energy i felt the energy was different i can't get into rtj3 the way i am 2 and 4 anyway we end up uh doing rtj2 at some point not that long ago actually i think it was somewhere around when uh killer mike dropped his netflix show upon which i have to say since i watched that show i think killer mike has become like my hero in terms of older adult male role model figure of whom his life is the most i would like to emulate just in the sense of activism work caring about the community thinking obscure stuff out the bus trying to convince her girlfriend to have a threesome all these things are things i can relate to on like a personal and ethereal level so like i just really dig killer mike's energy i love the chant he gave about what happened with the name i probably shouldn't say just because this one i kind of hope does get monetized um 
y'all know what I'm talking about. We just did a video very recently on this channel about our experience about what went down in Montreal on Sunday. Uh, so like we really about that now. I think we're learning how we're going to go talk to people and figure out how to get involved in Montreal's community. There's another situation. I'll use that word going down this Sunday that I'll be attending. Why? Because I thought about a killer Mike, you know, like how I could be an ally and whatnot. So, yo, if any of y'all actually know killer Mike and can get that man to talk to me and have him make a piece of content with a humble dude like myself. I'm not trying to be like arrogant here. I really just want to hear his wisdom so I can understand how to be a better ally and like make the how to be an ally for dummies guide. I think I have that skill set and I think I could work with Killer Mike in the same frame of how he made his educational erotic videos. I think I can work with that dude on that front and maybe do something helpful. I mean, if Killer Mike is down and somebody knows him. Either way, we'll get into the music real soon. I just needed to say all that because I'm biased, so don't expect a fucking objective review here. It's not what this channel is. I'm telling you what I think. Um, and I love Run the Jewels 4. I love the album. I think this may rank as... The, it's currently my favorite album that's come out this year in terms of actually seeing myself re-listening to the music. Does that mean objective? blah 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 critic man pity fuck that shit we're talking about how i feel right now anyway um before we get into the album i love the cover it's pink and it's got the classic fisting guns what else does it need to be i feel like as the fisting guns go on they get more like powerful looking like th these ones just feel like the most modern and rich just like this minimalistic effect like they've fucking made it and it just looks strong anyway i love the cover i love the title i mean what else could you possibly want i just hope the next one's rtj5 um we should find a way to get a meow the jewels for i'd be really into that let me know if you want to see meow the jewels for in the comment and yo we didn't actually i've never listened to rtj1 so if you want to see me and bonnie hit that up and do like a classic quest with rtj1 it would be an easy sell because, yo, we bumped the album together the first time. It slaps. We love it. So hit that like button if you want to see us do RTJ1. Yeah, that's right. I'm selling out my soul and trying to be a little more of a YouTuber. Um, either way, I really can't wait to get into it. So why wait? Let's talk about Yankee and the Brave, episode four. All right. Let's let that... Um... <clears throat> So I was just thinking to myself when a certain dude got out of jail recently and put out this super high energy track that just has hitting the right BPM and I was bouncing a lot to it. And I felt that recently, while a lot of talented individuals had released a lot of music that was very talented and great of different energies and tempos, the little rat-like one that uh, y'all don't probably like effectively released one of the best workout songs I heard all year. And I'm just kind of looking for stuff sometimes to get my heart rate up, to pound to, to capture into the rageful energy that fuels me to want to torture my body into building muscles and shredding away the fat. It's been a long goal, and I find high-energy, knock-em-all-fucker-out music basically is what motivates me to move i want some angry hip-hop shit i really understand that whole genre until i started getting into shape and realized i could freaking fight and shit if i had to and then all of a sudden not to say that it's like associated with it but like look man i don't know how you stay still listening to this freaking track or any of these banging shit so this stuff comes in and has that little introduction where it's like you know this week our episode of yaki and the brave which it took a minute but thank goodness there's somebody on genius somewhere that freaking commented and explained what that meant because honestly your dense boy over here actually just did not get it well 
Mr. LP. He's a Yankee because of the baseball team, the Yankees. And Mr. Killer Mike, uh, he is the Brave from Atlanta because the Atlanta Braves. And I'm like, I am not sports. But let's give credit where credit's due because it is genius. And I see there's three people. I'm going to give the credit to the number one, Trapezoid House. So if you watch this, kudos to you for educating me on that. So it's cool, right? And I like how it's episode four. Like, this is the fourth iteration of what we do. Like, each of these albums is like a little episode of us blasting through i also like the length it's 39 minutes it's like it came in and it did exactly what it needed to be and considering that last track feels maybe a little bit like i don't know like it was added on at the end because i don't think it was on the original track list i remember earlier in the year uh seeing that it was supposed to be 10 tracks originally i could be wrong but i do follow these dudes on twitter so this is like my memories that i'm relying on and uh yeah i just thought it was 10 tracks and then it looks like this one got added on and i could see where it's coming from and whatnot so that really just jumped the length up to 39 minutes right because it was like 33 until that track came on anyway still we'll get into all of that as time moves on through this review uh so yeah basically the beat comes in absolutely banging it's super strong and i just felt myself having to move i felt myself doing that crazy ass dance stuff that the certain rap man's music was making me feel and i remember going all i need is something just better right just something that has like a lyrical prowess to like come at it because here's the thing i love that high energy fuck like basically the mosh pit music the stuff that inherently is often maybe something that is loved by people who are a little inebriated so a lot of the lyrical content isn't often there but i want that punk protest political rah 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 shit over banging music and i think that's what makes me kind of loving what killer mike does because right at the beginning i mean this might not be the most bold start of a track but just the overall tone of how he comes in it's aggressive it is hard hitting it's like the energy is just unapologetic in such a degree i'm addicted like i often say when i do a griselda reviews they're unapologetically themselves in terms of how they present themselves i feel like killer mike and lp also bring that authenticity to the table so i want to say it on every track but these two men sound freaking 100 percent pure in terms of the faith they put into their shit to the power of who they are the confidence is just swagger is there everything possible that you could want out of aggressive sounding bravado music anyway rhymes is proper i love the syllable combining it's just like back at it like a crack addict mr black magic crack a bitch back chiropractic craftmatic big and that's just great man look at that line so he's back at it like a crack addict that's actually pretty smart right because in a sense crack addicts are consistently coming back at all costs and with great fervor right this is not something that you just mosey on over to it's with an energy and an intensity that is matching the beat so then mr black magic i mean it's pretty clear he's killer mike he's black and he's magical what else could you possibly say then to follow up on the crack crack a bitch back fair enough that's a little violent but then he goes chiropractic craftmatic and that's like having a chiropractic chair it's honestly the strangest bars in terms of i don't know what the fuck his bigger flex is but i love the way it rhymes and i love the fact that within themselves these bars are kind of flowing together but also sounding awesome and cool and that's it that's what makes me love these guys because it's fast-paced hard-hitting every line feels like you're getting pop pop popped in the face and then it just is awesome it just it's literarically dope i don't think literarically is a word but he's the big daddy smoking big cali in a black alley in a black uh grand natty rolling down old natty 
sure it's all fine and i don't know the rest of the verse kind of flows through with this fucking flow that he just keeps running on i don't think any of the rest of the lines are really popping out at me as like mad quotable fucking kill it but the energy upon which he's delivering it why am i not reading every line because seriously this shit will take an hour and a half on five songs if i do they pack the lyrics in and they make it fucking fresh i do like when it goes i'm gonna have your block hot as a sauna all summer fair enough he dropped this shit it just got hot like this summer that's all i'm trying to say and i put that on osama my motherfucking mama i think that's a cool lyric because it's such an extreme reference to throw in like yo i'll put it on the like almost like the worst possible thing but also my mother at the same time i'm gonna terrorize the actors playing like they want some drama get it because osama does that thing and then uh basically he's gonna show through that the promise and the servitude that he uh is gonna bring into the game the authenticity is gonna fuck up the week i mean that is effectively one of the core tenets of basically real dudes is their authenticity makes motherfuckers feel weak and killer mike definitely probably has that effect on motherfuckers i also just like that way it ends with that i'm gonna chop them with a chopper till i'm all fucking drop them drop them drop ah it just sounds good it just i don't know it's just an excellent way to start an album i mean you're sitting there you're going ah, i might play some skyrim or something tonight i'm kind of feeling a little lazy i'm off and then you hear this and you're like i'm doing a motherfucking album review fuck that lazy shit anyway lp just throws through but what i love is he starts on the same fucking rhyme scheme that i can sound that we just had so he's like stack added a mac with the blackest fabrics i'm back i'm magically racking it that's when i'm ducking rat-a-tat-tats i'm running the truck over sucker shit matter of fact kiss the ass even the crack automatic facts it's like that Woo! sorry when he goes even the crack automatic facts it's like that and i love that because that's some mastery shit i've realized that the way one of the things i think really marks like super like excellent flows versus let's say really good ones like what really takes you from like that four and a half land into the five land is that man if you look at the math on that bar and you chop it up he's basically dropping two core melodic flows on you right so he's got the main one the matter of fact kiss the ass even the crack and he breaks it as that melodic thing but the fact that he goes automatic facts going back to that farce shit then drops in and just brings in that melody back with the that making all that rhyme it's like i can picture this like on a chart right like in my brain and when i listen to the bars and i it's almost like in guitar hero land and it just kind of flows out man the complexity and precision that he brings it's not necessarily complex but the precision and just the excellence and easy does it with that is the 20 plus years of lp just fucking flowing into it oh we did company uh sorry fun crusher plus by company flow so if you want to check out that shit you can and we i don't know man big time lp fan too um anyway i just like the way all that sounds i mean i don't really know that there's a whole bunch i can fucking interpret here it just it's blunt straight in your fucking face bars but really what's amazing is that while it's blunt it slaps right it just hits you um i don't know it flows through uh it's a great way i like how he ends it like i'm ready to i really like the word choice that lp will bring sometimes like i'm ready to mob on these fucking charlatans right like that's just cool because it flows into the targeted argue and all the other rhymes harvested but the way he fact is instead of just call motherfuckers fake or you know the actors or whatever because even actors is something that's a little more commonly used he brings up charlatans that's like dropping a ten dollar word when everyone else would have copped out with the two penny word 
I love how they basically grabbed the sample of Killer Mike and it's from Jeopardy, courtesy, thank you, genius annotator, Saturn with two ends. The go, 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 where we gonna do? That's from Jeopardy over there. So I love that. It ties into my other favorite Run the Jewels album because, you know, it's hard for me right now to say which I like more RTJ2, RTJ4. I don't know yet. I have to actually sit on both, do a little back to back. Maybe I'll let y'all know in the comments if you ask. Um, Anyway, then we flow in, and I like the the more back-to-back -back feel on these verses, right? I mean, the bars just fly. I don't know. I'm going to just kind of read through the lyrics. Keep in mind one thing for y'all watching. I don't think I said this yet. It is now 7.41 p.m. on June 3rd. I know about this album's existence for literally less than three hours. I started bumping it by 5.10 p.m. I have actually listened to the whole thing once. I think I already said all that part. My whole point is I'm kind of live reacting to the lyrics as I'm looking at them. As much as I tried to absorb lyrics listening, and I really did, I'm still in the like mad excited phase where I'm processing this is actually still happening. This is like the freshest kind of shit ever. I just don't do reaction videos because fuck that shit. Let's talk dots. Um, anyway, I like when uh, LP's whole cops verse, right? Because this is where we get into the more of that political stuff. Um, and like I said, I went to a thing on Sunday in Montreal. You can Google it. Uh, so basically, I got one round left. A hundred cops outside. I could shoot at them. I put one between my eyes. Chose the ladder. It don't matter. It ain't suicide. So this seems to be in reference to the story of Christopher Dorner who is a dude who ended up being in a situation where he was faced with the cops letting him on fire or terminating his own existence. And he chose that. And I think um, regardless to what the, how this is reported or whatever, he follows up Killer Mike goes, and if the news say it was, if it was, as in suicide, that's a goddamn lie. I can't let the, the pigs kill me. I got too much pride. And I meant it when I said it, never take me alive. So basically what he's trying to say is, if the cops put you into a position where effectively all that's going to happen is that you're going to get capped or you're going to get taken out or whatever and you in that moment choose to kill yourself before actually like allowing yourself to sorry to like avoid it i mean that's not necessarily suicide that isn't the same thing that isn't the same action it shouldn't be said and the thing is i'm a jew right and i can think of like all these moments in jewish history when they were being persecuted by because yo if you go back in time the i don't know how we're doing we're doing pretty okay now I'll be honest, I get I get a lot of the commentaries. It's a lot of really mean people that can affiliate with my peeps. But um, what I'm trying to say is in the history, the idea of what Killer Mike is putting forth here is is like entrenched into so many stories where the Jews chose to take their own lives rather than actually just letting the oppressors oppress them. Because, man, I read a book on the Spanish flu, I think it was, and at some point they just decided it was the Jews' fault and started, like, fucking torching him and locking him in houses and shit. And it was like these Jews chose to, in a lot of times, kill themselves before they could let it do It's like having that control because it's like I'm not going to let you take me alive. And I really, really love that part. That is one of those lines where it's like that whole... The whole thing from Killer Mike from the first time I heard it, it slapped. Apparently, this song's been out for a minute. Um, uh, I can see it came out in March. Here's the thing. I did watch the music video for the next track on the project because I couldn't resist, but I really tried hard not to listen to any of the tracks I know I'm going to review the albums are until I hear the album because I want the album experience. So you guys may have heard this shit for a while. I realized, given my excuses I gave myself, but for me, I waited till the album came out. 
LP comes back, does another verse. Uh, I don't know if there's anything here I'm really going to pop off on commentary. Uh, yo, Michael, run like you're hungry, get your ass in the ride. That's funny because it's implying that Killer Mike is kind of fat and he only runs for food, which, fair. But I believe Mike can move, man. I've seen the dude perform. I'd rather, not ha- I'd rather have and not need than watch your rotten demise. That's fair. I respect that. That's like a logical line. Uh, and you still owe me for the Nikes. You do not get to just die. Uh, that's funny. So I guess this is like in response to uh, the kind of situation that Mike just presented with the suicide and the cop situation. So and you kind of have LP here breaking him out. And that's real cool. So he's saying, you know what? Fuck your little misery shit you just put on. You've got to survive because that's what's up. And... Um, you, you gotta replace those shoes kind of saying that shit to get um him into it and then i like how he flips it you know, try to fuck with my brother you get the bastard surprise that's more than honest than your whole life in a fraction of time i didn't get my degree in how to smoke weed till i'm blind so you could ruin my high jewel runner doing your buy and so i like that it's like this little camaraderie like yo i needed you i need you to be here fuck we gotta run this shit you know um it's dope man and then uh killer mike follows back my brother made a point so at the back door i'm gonna slide and effectively he convinced him to escape and find a better way my i'm chubby husky thighs rubbing fucking down my levi's that line is amazing right because it's like just so self-aware and like owning who he is and just being okay with it and unapologetically just fucking running with it like listen i have some serious body self-image issues with my weight i'm on such a compulsive healthy weight loss mission it's the first time it's healthy so i can brag about it but i've done some unhealthy shit in the past so i just love the way he puts it in loving himself like that it makes me feel like better as a man anyway the crooked copper got the dropper i put lead in his eye and we heard he murdered a black child so none of us cried and that's fair right because that happens a lot too often. I don't know if y'all know it, but Papoosh basically took the Many Men beat by 50 Cent and did his own little Alphabet Slaughter remix where he just is able to run through the alphabet and just give a different name of another victim of that same thing. So it's like hard to cry. Not all cops, I get it, but that's a useless fucking sentiment because one cop is too many cops. These are motherfuckers whose job it is to be trained not to have excuses and get off so whatever i get a shit of five on five it's just such a banging start it got me really in the mood now i'm a little emotional so ooh la la i mean how do you stay still listening to this i'm pretending i know how to dance bouncing all around my room looking like the dorkiest white boy you ever done seen but it's just like you gotta try to do that rhythm it's like da 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 i can't do it i'm just embarrassing myself bonnie would have loved to watch this live um but yeah they got greg nice here i believe they sampled him but he comes through for the music video which is kind of fresh and uh basically um, I don't know if it was him live and redoing it or it's inspired from it, but it's from the DJ premiere produced song DWYCK by Gangstar. I'm trusting genius. I didn't actually go listen myself. Either way, I just love the chorus that ooh, la, la, ah, we, we. And it's just funny to hear English people butcher French because um, I live in Quebec. So, moi, je parle français. C'est pas comme mon accent, c'est très bon, mais c'est meilleur que lui. Eh, je peux faire le reste de la revue en français si tu veux, but I'm pretty sure none of y'all I basically was just fucking with y'all and said I could do the whole thing in French if I had to. I really don't want to. I have to do a French demo for work soon. It's gonna suck. It's like an hour of talking tech nonsense to French people. I like French. I love the language. It's just I'm not comfortable in it.
I digress. Uh, this one just it comes in, man. It, it, this one had that same like punch me in the face energy that Blockbuster Night Part One had given me, or Part Two, or whatever. So looking for M's like I lost a friend, jump out of my bed like where's the bread? You gonna hold an egg waiter, bring the check? We when we talk, we Kalashnikov, keep us in your thoughts. I just felt like woof, that's a real strong start, right? Like he's looking for money. He's jumping out the bed like where's the you know money at but you know at the same time it could be like food he falls out the food bar like you're gonna hold the egg way to bring the check fair enough um and when we talk we kalishnikov keep us in your thoughts i thought that was really good man i feel like it just hits um in a way where it's like bold like oh you think you're whatever well we weren't fucking around we got the guns give us the fucking money fully dressed at the cracking dog weapons letting off i can hear them from the block see them creeping through the fog and then you're like feeling this revolution he kind of vibe like some real shit's about to pop off uh season's greetings now feeding season can start oh my god look alive looking like i live on the crooked line doing fine you want maximum stupid i'm the guy and then i just feel like this tense energy where he's gonna let off and he's gonna pop through he's ready to go revolutionary style like he sees the tides emotions and he's ready to be on the front line and just kill it and you just feel that energy now let's talk about the music video first of all it has the fucking proverb like sometime billionaires i don't remember the fucking proverb but it was funny because it said fucking it it said ancient proverb and then bring me some moe garçon quote by killer mike which is uh i think taken at one point from the hook he says that um it's hilarious but this video is just great there's like basically the idea is at some point we can get past the idea of materialism money and compulsive greed because yo there's some whack shit like i want to make money so i can build out my empires and like kind of build out the right to build content all day and a couple of things but when it comes to materialism shit i'm like i'm running out of birthday presents i want like i just don't want anything i i've i've, I've tapped out i i don't need a bunch more shit it's not like there's anything in my price range that i impulsively can't just get and i've stopped buying stuff so like I don't know i look at money in a different way where people just chase it and everyone's just trying to hoard it and i'm like for what purpose man i've literally through epic games gotten more video games than i can play for the probably the next five years honestly if i just stopped and i just played video games all day every day i've got enough video games for years okay what do i need anymore i don't know so that's what i hear when i like when i watched that video and i saw how they play with the money and they they rolled it through and everyone was dancing and it was just like this fucking great party i wanted to roll to but you also felt that tenseness and the energy in it and i think that's what i love about this shit oh dj premier scratching up on this is just fantastic can i just give the props to mr dj premier for just that chorus how he makes it sound fucking fresh so i just love how so what's really nuts about Run the Jewels is how modern and fresh they are in their sound. They're honestly pioneers in a sense of a modern, aggressive shit. Like, I feel like, maybe not pioneers, some of y'all cats will come at me for that, but I would argue they are. I would argue in modern underground pop music consumed by middle-class white boys, Run the Jewels 4 is fucking king right now. They can drop and they're gonna win. They're like, they knocked Hobson out, they moved people out the way and just stole the show through authenticity and grittiness but they're old, right? They're almost 40, if I'm not mistaken. He said, no, they're in their 40s. He said they're born in 75. Um, that's old, man. That's nearly 10. That's 12 years older than me. Shit, that's 44. Now I know how old they are. So um, 
the fact that they're like in their 40s, they dropped an album, they became a trending topic, and they dropped banging political rap that's hard hitting, adheres to the premises of hip hop where they floss through creativity, their talent and grittiness through hard hitting obscene shit. Also, slapping fake people. Also, applying core tenants like DJ work and scratching. Also, digging in the crates and pulling out Greg Nice. Like, not only is this showing love to like the classics and fucking everything else like that the core tenets of what make hip-hop dope being in the pocket great rhyming great punchlines but it's also fresh like you want to listen to it in the landscape of being in 2020 that's rare that's a lot of things right on the first two tracks of this album is all i'm trying to say a lot of things right i love what they've done Run the jewels may be in my top 10 favorite artists right now i haven't thought about that in like a year but i would i would do a lot to fucking just hang out with them if they like doing a track with them oh my gosh i don't even know how like that's like it blow my mind i would be like a fucking schoolgirl. i don't think i could handle it it would be too exciting anyway that we haven't even got to killer mics first right all of this excitement and i'm still in lps verse because well i touched on a bunch the beats banging i don't know and then mike comes through first of all fuck the fucking law we is fucking raw <clears throat> i don't know about you but shit like fuck the fucking law if we is fucking raw just you want to fucking smash him shit just fucking yell it out i don't know he says some sushi fancy food shit whatever i really like goes when he's like life's a life a bitch and a pussy fish still fucked her raw. i'm a dog i'm a dirty dog ha 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 old dirty bastard go in your jaw shimmy shimmy yeah that's amazing right because again old school hip-hop grabbing through bars that connect in a fucking great way uh personality the way he laughs and shit's amazing it's just so theatrical and the energy and the delivery shouting out fucking uh jerry the damager because the pugilistic my linguistics is like a, a bar from an old track uh got the semi into him going gimme gimme yeah like it's just really dope how he keeps it so fucking proper while literally pornographic so because all of that was shouting out like old-timey rappers while basically talking about fucking a chick so and i rap it pornographic as in i rap it bringing into rappers pornographic i wrapped my pornography in rappers that's a fucking bar i should add that fucking genius annotation but i'm not going to because we're doing this review y'all get it in the exclusive of my mind bitch shut up the camera this is such a good verse man obviously you know there's a five we're halfway through it we already know it's a five this sounds too good um you covert disruption i got you covered i'm busting this is lp back on the second verse my brother's a runner he's crushing it's no discussion and we do know that killer mike runs because of the last verse on the last track so there is a little bit of connection he introduced the idea already anyway uh i used to be motherfucking i used to be munchkin i wasn't supposed to be nothing y'all fuckers corrupted or up to something disgusting and i like that because he's supposed to not be able to succeed and he was maybe brainwashed and conditioned in a way by a system that's fucking evil you know my pockets are plump for the season i love to cuff them so i basically get the sense that they're doing very well now because lots of people care about them now and uh like cuffing him cuffing him isn't that the idea of like linking up with a chick so now that he's fucking fresh he can grab whatever he wants i don't know i'm afraid of nothing but nothing this ain't it something and that's a fucking fresh line so 
all he's afraid of is, I guess, the emptiness and the lack thereof of life. That's an interesting point. I think it's cool. So he doesn't have really fear, but the fear of like the crazy shit that you can't know. Warmongers are dumping a point and click on your pumpkin. Y'all suck with instructions to so put your kids in the oven. Oof. So basically he's saying y'all fucking suck. So whatever. You're not qualified to be here. It's real dope. Um, I just love the way he rhymes. And I tried my best to like try to give you an idea of the cadence when I'm spitting the bars. But they're extremely on point. And everything is rhyming in like a perfect synergy where like these dudes understand the rules. That's all I'm trying to say. My favorite parts of this track though is absolutely fuck a king or queen or not their loyal subjects. I pull my penis out and piss on the shoes in public. Uh, people we the pirates pride is great republic i love it when killer mike alliterates like that he does it a lot and he makes the p sound always hit you in the face but even this man it's like fuck your loyal like national point nationalistic point of views fuck your like desire to be part of a complacent system end of the day the queens the monarchies the fucking colonial governments it's all bullshit like i'm not a big fan of the queen i couldn't give a shit i mean great she's technically on my money she also ran a slave trade and shit, no? I mean, tail end of it, I guess. I can't really say Queen Elizabeth ran a slave trade. But she definitely did some imperialistic bullshit. I don't actually know if she did. Y'all can let me know because I was just kind of talking on my ass for a second. And now I'm retracting. I'm going to totally forget to even think to edit this out later. So we're going to keep it in. And you can let me know how much you think. I just think she is definitely around through a lot of bad bullshit. Um, anyway, uh killer mike continues on uh no matter what you order motherfucker we're what you're stuck with and i thought that was really cool too because effectively with the pirates of the pride of republic line it almost looks like we're the real authenticity of shit we're the ones that are able to come through and make the wave so y'all may have asked for a lot of different things but at the end of the day you got us but then he really just flips it up and presents the idea that he used to like batman and bruce wayne but when he really came down to it he empathized with the character of the joker who in a lot of ways is a character whose ideology is kind of like to create the chaos to counteract the hypocrisy of life is my little bullet point possibly a little wrong version so at the end of the day his revolutionary mind isn't really like batman it's more like the joker and that's fresh man just that creativity and how it came through y'all get it man it's a five on five it's just real dope anyway this one's caught out of sight another great one i'll be honest this one's a four and a half on five there you go i could i i'll tell you what it is it's that the first two hit me with this energy i was loving 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 and this one breaks up the vibe a little bit in a good way, right? Because when you win album line, you got to have more than one sound, right? It can't just be the same shit over and over again. It's just too much of a gamble for a cohesive, excellent project. You actually have to have some different stuffs coming in. However, the direction this sound and energy went here, I felt like it went a little to the curve of what I would do. Every time I've gotten to this track on the album, it's not like my love for this track in and of itself goes down. I think it might just be the placement on this project and just like put it somewhere else as a single on random and it might just feel better but i heard it in the context of this album so this is where we're at with it don't get me wrong i love the track we're talking four and a half it's a 90 percent to excellence uh two chains is banging on this too can we just talk about two chains for a second two chains got the eminem feature and came through doing the two chains thing and the thing is he sounds original in the sense that it's not a lot of dudes that really come through with this crazy level of lyricism and bars but sounds like this lazy ass trapper in the delivery but then you realize he's actually really tight and on point 
and he just sounds lazy but he's actually really like technical with it he just has this weird slow flow and i was really like just watching how he hit this beat and the way he lined up on it and i think he did an excellent job and at first i was a little bit like two chains you know because he two chains like it's my first thought but nah it actually makes a lot of sense like dude two chains is quite the career titty boy himself has turned into quite the monster in the industry but i like how in the first verse they do a little back and forth so lp starts us off run here come the menace to sobriety uh like what super thuggers pumping on the cut so effectively they're coming through you're gonna get fucked up is what it is and then i like how instantly killer mike brings it back brings it back to like because we just did public enemy so it's fresh on my mind uh, my motherfucking uzi weighs a ton hit the drum till you hear it go but up pump 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 which is cool because he adds like the drummer boy kind of thing there but it's also like the way he's hitting the beat and shit the way his voice kind of is his weapon the way it comes through and smashes like that it really just works as a good bar uh lp jumps back with run piety just really is in us what a rush so you cutting up a pie that's my lunch and then uh, killer mike cuts him off run your motherfucking pockets when i come it's an honor to be robbed by denise's only son and that i thought was just fucking fresh it's just so hard hitting they come through they're like yo we not humble we know who the fuck we are we know where we're at we taking this shit we running the jewels we doing what we got to do and then just the way that mike refers to himself as denise's only son like just the way he frames himself like a legendary figure of a story it's fresh and then instantly and i realized there's no way this was like a one take verse and often i feel like we spend so much time as rappers trying to one take our shits and then the way mike just cuts himself off with cuff vegan bitch and feed him dick because they ain't gonna and i realized man they're just making it however they don't give a fuck if it's gonna be cut off lines 17 takes who the fuck cares as long as the song sounds good i thought that was real strong um then it's also was my hero only tony's just a fucking hawkster and i thought that was an interesting rhyme like where it's like uh i haven't seen scarface but my interpretation would be like a he's playing up on the name of tony hawk whatever but so so was my hero and then tony montana's character being the man behind is just fucking fake or whatever because when push came to shove tony montana wasn't willing to actually do what needed to be done is what i understand happened so alas he he really isn't what he's supposed to be but the more image of sosa was pretty cool and then i don't know i guess if i'm chief keef right now i'm fucking loving that bar um out of my out of touch out of time man i'll smoke uh, a boogie backwards with a thumb up like it's fine and i just love it because i can picture him doing that and if you do light one backwards and you have filtering it's a bad it's a bad situation anyway rest of versus lp and it's fucking fire he just kind of tells himself up i'm scanning really quick um I don't, I don't really see more I want to comment on, except you don't want to live this life. It's really not sublime. I'm only doing what I like, hawking loogies at the swine. So it's like, you know what? You guys can say whatever. You don't really want to be like me because my shit's grimy and rough, like willing to go out to cops or whatever. You got this great um, chorus hook thing where they're just like out of sight, RTJ, whatever. It sounds fucking good. It's just cool. It's really like reminds me of some old school hip hop shit with the new school sounds that they use. Um, I like how Killer Mike starts us off with we the motivating, devastating, captivating, ghost and ray related product of the fucking 80s. 
And that's a cool line, right? Because the Ghost and Ray really were too seriously, or still are, I'm so sorry, but barge-driven dudes that can bounce off of each other so flawlessly and etc. So I feel like, yeah, you can feel that same energy in Killer Mike and LP. Coke-dealing babies never regulating, bag-accumulating. It would be overstating to say they are underrating. The pride of Brooklyn and the gravity, baby. We don't need no compliments or confidence or attitude and latitude is fuck you, pay me. I really like all that because it just has this braggadocious nature. A, it sounds fucking amazing, but the way they describe we some old school 10-year legends that have been in the game with this level of lyricism and skill in this conversation. We don't care about your approval. Just give us the fucking money. Anyway, rest of the verse is pretty fucking fire. It flows through like it's supposed to be. Ain't nothing else to say. Uh, well, I'm sure there could be, but whatever. Y'all let me know if there's more to say in the comments. Anyway, LP comes through. I know you just about motherfucking had it. Our shit's just magic. Go figure the run so the litter did it without scamming. And that's cool, right? Because here they are and they're basically going through it. But without having to cheat anyone, without having to play the fucking label games and do bad promotions, and they were able to just stay legitimate and all authentic and it's almost through that authenticity that like their crazy run has culminated in like the moment that we're having now which with this magnus opus of a fucking project here just slaying everything i mean two chains really like i touched on earlier kills it but from a bars level you know i'm popping a product of fucking poverty it just sounds like it belongs on a run the jewels song when he's reading it like wow that's really played on the alliteration but at the same time in this sense of this track they're winning they're winning in life, even though it's based on the fact that they kept it real. I'm cool as AC and you, you just wanna be as a slide on tracks like home plate, ride beats like road rage, got a crib in like four states and I get texts like stay safe. Text back, I miss the pussy, can't be home, uh, be home soon, I can't wait. I came from a dream triple beam and some great tape. And so I just kind of like how he's rolling through this nice fantasy life of where he's coming through and his life is real dope. And the way he did ride that flow and shit, it just really felt like the way you visualize somebody running onto home plate like a batter sliding. That's a good visualization for the way that flow sounded to me. Anyway, another good line is just I buy a hot dog stand if I'm trying to be a Frank. So that's a good line because Franks are hot dogs and that's just the kind of guy he is and then it just fucking rolls out and then the track's done, whatever. Four and a half on five. It's a banger fucking tune, but I think it just gets better with Holy Kalama Fuck. I mean, this is just a really cool track. I mean, the the quick version of why this is cool is the split in the middle and the whole evolution into multiple flows. So part one of this track is like a little bit of an intro. It's almost slowed down and it kind of has this boppy energy and you just want to move, but you still want to move in the right way, but it's kind of giving you a little breaksy-poo. So let's say we cut out the third track and just left out this out as my new workout. Because, uh, yo, I basically hit the elliptical on my first listen. I was just running that shit. Out of sight's about the only track I really felt wasn't elliptical worthy. As in, wasn't going to hit my workout playlist. Maybe the last one too, because it's a little slower. But in general, we're right back at that. And this is the part where I'm going to slow down for a little bit maybe because I'm feeling lazy and questioning if I'm really going to do this for the next 30 minutes before I get past it in part two of this song and move on to my high energy. So I really like that vibe of it. But right off the jump, even with the lyrics, like the law defier, the non-complier, the debt defier, the Mike Myers murder rapper for hire. And I thought that was really cool, right? Because I guess in a sense, I admire the revolutionary spirit i try 
as corny as this might come off, I try to not comply to the conformist nature of middle class mediocrity, right? I try to be myself and it doesn't get me a lot of views on YouTube and I'm probably going to have a very, very long and painful path to any kind of success in my life because I'm not really willing to suck dick for the sake of an extra dollar. It's just not who I am. But I kind of like the fact that hearing him come through and just say all this shit and just roll through and just bump pure talent and, and energy get to this level it's just real dope man and you get the sense that going against killer mike well he is a killer and his name's mike and i like that because it's just proper uh doer drive virus oh also uh i'm pretty sure mike myers came back from the dead so he's technically a death defier doer of drive buyers the back back clack clack let it loose murder all witnesses and survivors i like the way he breaks up the flow just to like give you a little you know because they do that in guitar i don't know all the right terms but you'll have like some whatever harmonic or melodic shift and then bring it on back to the main thing but it's just enough to spice up shit and just be well placed and i feel like killer mike uses flow in the way a good guitarist will write out some licks anyway it rolls on through i don't know a thousand percent that i have a lot to comment i think the bars are just fresh man they're all fresh they just flow through he's fucking aggressive he comes in i love it when lp just kind of cuts off mike and goes run the jewels smooth and don't trigger the undertaker just in the middle right because it runs the escalator but basically they come in they do what they got to do and i guess they don't piss off the undertaker i don't know if that's a wrestling bar or with reference to the literal role of the undertaker it still sounds cool and then as a teen lackey i would have ran me a supreme jacket i would have took these lame supreme jackets until you rob a hype beast you ain't seen sadness clockwork orange madness left to see and laughing so I think that's an interesting line, right? Because um, you kind of have him looking back and he's just kind of like, yo, I would have basically run a Supreme racket, like a, a successful racket where I would have jacked these Supreme jackets, which are fucking lame because they are. Dude. Honestly, I don't understand why anyone wants Supreme. It's the stupidest brand I've ever done seen. Um, I would have, you know, took the lame Supreme jackets and then you rob a, until you rob a hype beast, you ain't seen sadness. And I guess that's the way of looking at it until you robbed the wrong kind of person or whatever. And I guess that's something and experience most of us haven't had. So when you rob somebody that's happened to shit, I guess it creates a level of sad. But then Clockwork Orange Madness left the scene laughing. So that's interesting because I took that in two ways. On Genius, they're all playing on the obvious bar because in Clockwork Orange, while committing crimes, they're doing all the crazy stuff, right? It is one of the most awkward, unfortunate, like I guess, uh, rape scenes that do exist. But um, it also kind of could be taken as like a little bit of a trump bar if you think about it like clockwork orange could be a way of describing that man madness left the scene laughing and just kind of also induced that this is like the spirit of the time so i thought that was real clever of a bar and then lp comes through on the next verse a we forever ever jamito and michael the render the pyrotechnocrats of the old razzle dazzlers the magic bean and biters the green giant of rhyme contriver supreme violence at a time describers i'm the decider you evil ires i mean basically it runs through like that a lot of this track is them just barring up playing down on the syllables planning on through like they're being fucking fresh and i don't know i don't know if it's what they're saying that really matters to me as much as how they're saying it with the energy i mean the fact is when i think about a lot of bars they're dope they rock a concise level of english that's real dope like thought crime designer criminal minder like that's dope that bar just tells me he's up there trying to be a leader of intellectual revolution that's dope anyway then the song kind of cuts in the middle 
and we go on to this different more like upbeat kind of flow like ayo one for the mayhem two for the mischief not and for the drums in his own in district hindenburg him get him burn him can't get a ghost up no resistance uh anyway i know i'm doing it wrong but it just kind of like picked up the pace a bit gave it a whole different energy like past that shit mike i have to insist it reality sucks dick how's that for wisdom so it's kind of interesting right like it's almost like they got high in the middle and he's just like not normally wanting to hit the weed i guess and then he just kind of hits it because yo reality's awful that's fucking wisdom i just gotta do what i gotta do i'll lick a toes back like mm, delicious and the voice gets all fucked up like he just got high on hallucinogens for a second i thought that was a great again use of theatrics to kind of fluff up and enhance the song in a nice kind of way and then he just rolls through like now he's high hey look i'm just walking through from another timeline where monsters eat truth physicists say the dough i got's proof the multiverse lives i'm supposed to just lose and that's an interesting fucking line too right so he's kind of cruising through the multiverse of of like reality because he's high on fucking drugs now and uh but he's kind of now talking to somebody where he's like yo i'm in your timeline now let me tell you about the corporate awful niche that comes through i'm supposed to lose the glass bottom tank i drive is off fueled better try to stay cool honey bunny don't move fuck shit glows in the hearts of the brutes you hate run the jewels you don't love the troops you miss the point trying to act like shit's cool so what i'm hearing here is he's kind of looking at this person he's encountered in the other universe and he's describing this awful fucking existence but kind of flipping it on reality and then having that little poke at the idea that oh you hate run the jewels oh, you don't know the troops that's what, and it just kind of like taking these criticisms like you know it's not really about anything like that you're supposed to just be authentic to yourself don't fucking tell doom your number's not doom every other goddamn year i'm a brand new it's been 20 plus years you think that's a clue and i feel like that's a great line too because at the end of the day he's not trying to be anything he's just kind of being himself and he's so innovative and he's so creative in the way he approaches it and he's done so for such a long tenured career and yo i actually was kind of checking out some el producto work and some of his beats and shit and yo the guy is real talented and real diverse in what he can bring to the table um i don't know uh plenty of uh he's probably that dude he left enough proof that's fair because he just kind of does what he does and he's talking about himself and just pointing out that he's now got like so much evidence of his greatness whereas other people just disappeared and he's still the next big thing gotta hurt oof and i love that line because that's crazy right again being 45 years old or so and owning the charts or maybe not gonna own the charts but owning a lot of attention when a lot of kids who are trying to be fresh and trendy just can't even keep up and here comes old man lp just being fucking cooler than everybody respect and then uh you get this fire fire hot fuego which is just dope and it just feels like that's what it is and then mike's there again uh this the payback allow me to state that out of the fourth back we don't play that you want beef bro you just state that and we stake that fry and bake that so yeah that's a lot of food bars i guess he was hungry when he wrote this uh because it's funny because after all the food bars one time in the big old salt lit a chubby little kid with a big old mouth lame writers gave him big old doubts uh not a sand little boy in a big old house and it basically runs through and you get the sense that they're again legitimate i do love the way that if you want to challenge them they'll fuck you up like all the ways you would cook a beef and they would end it like that and then he kind of goes back to how the people doubted him and back then they didn't want him now he's got a great house and he's got all the cars and a lot of people who hate it on him love him and shit and it's kind of what it is but um i like how he goes a little thing a bit further i seen ignorant shit like geekers dancing rappers rap about it like it's so romantic but i still can't seem to escape the panic ptsd streets did the damage keep me in the hammock 
directly back with cannons get me fucked up it's a bit calamity i'ma come through and leave some damages god damn somebody caught ambulance or ambulances out of chances fuck that weak shit you be battering you were common cold on my flows are cancerous so honestly what i'm taking from that is he's seen how a lot of people are rapping about a lot of things he's experienced in his life that have actually legitimately fucked him up to a point where he has a lot of trouble coping to a point where he's got to chain smoke a lot of copious marijuana and effectively get kind of fucked up but a lot of coast through and, and uh and just kind of like live to a point where he's all out of his mind or whatever anyway he's all like calling ambulances and then flips that fuck that weak shit because that's not what's really going down you be the bantering you're a common cold i'm fucking cancerous and i like that because it ties into the idea of an ambulance and shit i don't know it's a great track man the way the beats flip up and everything is super dope five on five i can't get enough of this already one more that we're going to talk about in part one and it's going to be goonies versus et yeah for real i love this little intro distorted chorus thing i don't know if it's sampling something or interpolating something but i think it's taking a sound or a notion that would normally be like maybe if i had another chance i would give another chance to you like you know some soft ass singy crap or whatever and then just deep downing it and making it sound gritty and hard but being in the spirit of like the more softer vein of what it is i thought that was real real fucking cool oh and then there's that fucking kid that's like yeah take that motherfucker or whatever between the two songs that kind of linked them together and i thought that was real like it was real nice i don't know if it's one of their kids but i like it when kids swear it just instantly makes me like the situation more anyway so they do that whole chorus oh if i make another wish i'll wish another wish for you one two and i kind of like that because it feels like a little old timey a little nice little vibe we're gonna get and then e gads you heard of these lads the myth how we made a grip i never rode dick truly the cadillac of how to contract l's on the quick stick them up slick talker no tricks that last line is killer mike but we're back on that idea of hey we're here we came through we're winning and at the same time we did it without fucking selling out and we authentic and it's dope and i kind of like it because they did and when you do live that authentic life and then you go ahead and spit that authentic shit and then you just because you don't hear them saying anything preposterous they're just like yo we are kind of the cadillac of how to contract l's on the quick so it's like an interesting line i mean l's could be like losses i guess or whatever but then um now that life's moved on a bit uh stick them up talking uh, uh no tricks so they did the run the jewel shit it's the funniest shit finally the money up and print on the kid and the planet hit skids living in a valley of flames the guy win skyline ablaze in a bob ross pick so i think that's interesting because i don't know when this was actually written or finalized but it could definitely apply to today and now but also recently the world's been kind of going to shit for a little bit longer than that so the funniness of actually getting rich and making it when everything's kind of fucked up is not lost i mean that was a great line and then just kind of taking something so serene as a bob ross pick and saying yeah the world is like that it's like that but on fire you don't have to acknowledge him rock give a shit uh never uh nah you can talk of me fun when i'm gone and i thought that was cool right like he's like i'm just here doing my shit whatever you want to wait you want to give me all the high praise wait till i'm dead and gone fuck that bad news bears on the lawn with big claws uh trying to hold on where lives where lives in applause and applause swear to god damn the whole city odd make a romance we had got scars for hearts shit for odds baby living in one chance larp
And I thought that was cool because it's like a LARP is a live action role play. I've seen the dudes LARPing on Montreal in Montreal where they fucking hit each other with the sticks. Uh, well, the metal bars tied up in styrofoam, spray painted gray and whatever. Anyway, uh, so I like the, the illusion of the idea that at the end of the day, it's like a big old video game with one life and shit's kind of fucking crazy. And it just kind of flows out the rest of the verse. I don't know if I'm really going to comment on every bar. It's just pretty good and it flows into this tone and this vibe that we're getting that's different but it still has an energy that makes me want to bop around the room so i'm fucking loving it then you want to uh, boogie down with the chorus again but then there's like this fucking pause and it just lets the beat play out and um you kind of get this call and chant response shit where you hear killer mike interacting with the crowd a bit and it's like really great production and really just good for the environment and then it drops through a killer mike's verse after a, mi- a little bit it's a good like minute i'd say and then amazing in it how we made it and didn't fake it let's disguise the truth is but naked used to be a time i'd see it and not say it now i understand that woke folk be playing and ain't no revolution is televised and digitized you've been hypnotized and twitterized by silly guys uh i really love this part because like i was saying killer mike is kind of like one of my heroes now and just in terms of how it is and i had this experience where i went out on sunday and i participated in an event and then i got home and saw what twitter said about that same event and when i saw the people online and just the way the story and the message got changed and something that was peaceful was no longer peaceful over the actions of a couple of individuals and a very hasty and overzealous protection force that probably acted in a way that would be very much in line with what the american folk are used to dealing with so yeah um just watching that sorry about that watching how people are just so influenced by memes and social media arguments and like i can come off real pretentious but i spend a lot of time just trying to get proven wrong by people like i'll have uncomfortable conversations where i'll just find somebody like listen this is gonna be awkward shit but I don't know who else I can ask. And then I ask a question that in the wrong environment might piss somebody off. But I have friends who are courteous enough to work through some of my confusing moments in life. And so just trying to find the truth of life and to be a proper ally and stuff, you kind of empathize with where he's coming from. The idea is that if you want to understand how the world's going to work, I couldn't just forever stay home and never go to these things. I couldn't just watch it happen. I had to be there. I had to be in the spirit of people. Just like I have to go and find and so I'm going to work more with my local community and find an opportunities to do whatever. There's this thing called white spaces I found out about where honkies can congregate and figure out how to do things in a less appropriating manner in terms of hijacking causes and stuff. So honestly, I'm just inspired to go out there and live off the Internet for a minute and try to help while making my Internet content. Um because to the evening news make sure you ill-advised got you celebrating the generations of genocide any good deed is pummel punished and penalized rulers of the world will slice it up like a dinner pie and that is kind of how the media is working right uh it'll just kind of fucking twist everything and, and and obscure stuff and inflame and enrage and just do a lot of other stuff that's that's not helpful or conducive to truth. You'll have like, oh, Vandals destroyed Steve's music store. And then Steve's like, fuck out of here. Get the fuck the camera off our stores. Just fucking guitars. Go talk about real shit. Fuck you. I'm like, that's right. And I'm seeing so much of that now. I'm seeing so many people be like, shut the fuck up. Why are you talking about our shit? It's just a store. And I'm loving the attitude I'm seeing from so many. So kudos to Steve's music store in Montreal. If you need some gear, cop some shit from them. They're real ones. And they just got fucked up over the situation. Um, 
Anyway, uh, uh, so the rules fuck it up. Race in a nation told you to identify. People take false pride in warfare incentivized. I mean, y'all saw what the fuck's happened in the last week. I don't even need to comment on this. We're, we're living it on social media. And we're literally being asked to take sides. Statements like uh, Black Lives Matter apparently are not divisive enough to lead to responses that are leading to unfriends. And while I don't ever unfriend people because I love to know my enemy, like Sung Tzu said, we are getting to a point where the polarization, which has been incentivized by news and media, is getting nuts. Uh, so I love the fact that Mike spills the beans in such a ill way. It's real dope. We accept the role of the villains because we've been villainized, stomped to the dirt of the earth. We still, we arise. And that's real powerful, right? Because if you're constantly showing to be made awful, if you're black in America, there's no fucking way. You, you, I mean, I'm assuming here. Let me not just say I understand shit. The way it's been explained to me is that you're constantly made to feel like shit by the system and vilified constantly for just being black. Like, it's always the black guy that's fucking a criminal or whatever. The black guy died first in a horror movie. It's just the way everything plays it. It's just always villainous shit. I mean, imagine all the call, cop people who called the cops over bird watching or sitting on a bench or sitting in your car or I don't know. Y'all know what it is. Way better than I do if, if you're black, I imagine. I, I know how awful and ignorant that may have all came off, but my heart's in the place and trying to put forth that I love how Killer Mike is adding a lot of language that makes it translatable to other people. Um, and then the fact is, in light of the awful circumstances, you see the unity and the people coming together and rising up, you know? In the terror dome, let me alone as I soliloquize. This is license to ill with a license to kill. This is with an attitude in Beverly Hills. Heavy bill with a pocket full of treasury bills. Got fire temper, find it hard to chill. I'm a lifetime member of fuck that, fuck shit. Me and Jamie versus all y'all with knife and a musket. Now our two stones read, there were nothing to fuck with. And I like that because they went through and they revolutionized and they terrorized, uh, you know, the fake worlds of, you know, whatever corporate America, however you want to spin it. They die for the cause. They come through them versus everyone on their tombstone. They were nothing to fuck with. And then, yo, it's like LP just is like, yo, please say it again, Mike. We're nothing to fuck with. And it just kind of ends. And it's a hard hitting ending. So, yo, I get this a five on five. I don't know what else to say. It's it's bars for days. Fucking crazy flows. This one had a really great, powerful message. And the beat's banging. I don't know what else I could say. It's just dope. Five on five. Anyway, I still have to go review the other half of the album. Probably going to get that done tomorrow and deal with all that. It's getting a little late. It's 8.30 now. Apparently, I've been recording for an hour. So on a, the first half of a 39-minute album, hour of footage. Uh, probably be a little less in the final form. That's okay. We're going to cut this at the end of it. So thank you all for being here. Part two is going to come real soon. Uh, you'll get the full album summary there. But as you can tell by my grades, I'm fucking loving this project. Uh, I love everything about the sounds, the versatility, the way it flows together. But I also recognize how a lot of y'all might not like it. So let me know how you're feeling about this album when you do it. Obviously, you guys probably listen to the whole thing, even if we've only talked about the first half so far. Um, thank you again. Subscribe to the channel for part two and more reviews. Thumbs up if you really did like it. Thumbs down if you hated it. Let me know either way in the comment. If you want to be mean, just try to censor yourself because YouTube censoring comments. It's not me that deletes them, I promise. I love the, I love the mean comments. I used to get mad. Now I smile. Um, 
Anyway, special thanks to the patrons is Milky Dempsey, Chris Bauer, Jonathan Bards, Linda Williams, DJ Black Hurricane, Scribble, and Carl. They're dope. Support what we do. Album reviews is coming your way. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, they get album reviews. They request from us. Lindell's next, and then it's going to be Jonathan Barnes, and then we get back into the list of everybody else. So y'all, I'm thinking about y'all. Anyway, uh, I don't know what else to say right now except I make music. Like I said earlier, link below. Check for music videos on this channel. And I think we've reached the end of part one. Live long and prosper, everyone.